When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, welcome back to Herd Tell. I'm Andrew Donaldson. All right. So, like we say all the time on this show, sometimes stories get really loud. We let them breathe a couple days. We kind of get to the heart of it. And we like to talk to people that are actually involved or they're on the ground. We're going to do that. Uh, the Shapiro story coming out of Georgetown. Uh, you've seen him recently on the program. Our buddy Travis Nix is at Georgetown. He's on the ground. So we thought we'd just ask him directly instead of opining about something. Travis, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on again. Hey, appreciate you coming back. We'll make you regular since you know how to behave yourself and dress up in the sports coat and all that. You look sharp, my friend. All right. This got really loud on social media, but you're actually on the ground there. You're at Georgetown Law. Was the caterwauling online matching what you actually see there on the ground? Oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, I've been kicked out of group chats, not for defending Professor Shapiro, but for defending people who are defending Professor Shapiro. So I was kicked out of a Georgetown Law group chat. You've had the sit-ins all of last week. I have never seen Georgetown Law as politically polarized as it is right now with students and faculty essentially attacking each other. It's, it's really something that's not good and healthy for the Georgetown environment and community at all. Now, let's be clear on a couple of things. Let's get the background down. He has already apologized for what he said. He deleted the. It was a tweet, I believe. He's already deleted it. Uh, the way he said it, uh, I don't think anybody disagrees that what he said came off wrong, was meant wrong, and that landed differently for anybody. And folks know, not knowing what we're talking about, uh, he was discussing the president's promise to uh, nominate a black woman for the Supreme Court. He was talking about it as uh, not a good idea, and he used the term lesser black women, which came across horribly wrong. Not really a defensible term, but he did apologize. How does that land with you? I know people are still upset and outraged about it, but you know him better than we do. You are a student there, so you have a little skin in this game. How did it land with you? What he said that he apologized and the reaction? Yeah, I think everybody knows what he was trying to say. He just didn't word it well. Everyone knows that he was talking about essentially affirmative action and Supreme Court justices should be picked on their merit and qualifications. And we all know Ilya Shapiro is not a racist. The person that he said that Biden should nominate is the chief judge on the um, D.C. Circuit Court, who's an Indian American. So if Ilya Shapiro was some racist, he would not be advocating that that Joe Biden nominate a minority justice. But he was just talking about that justices should be picked on their merit and not their race, but he just worded it improperly. And his response is what we, what in society we should want everybody to do. We should want people to apologize for their mistakes. And then we get over it. We learn from it. We grow. Instead, we have the dean at the law school who less than 24 hours after the tweet 
calls the tweet appalling and basically um, insinuates that Eli Shapiro is a, is a racist and then a couple of days later puts him on administrative leave and repeats the same phrases. He calls it appalling. And he says that it might have violated Georgetown's discrimination policy. So I think the response that we're seeing from the administration is antithetical to the response we want people to have in society. We want people to be able to grow from their mistakes and we shouldn't blacklist them for every single miswording of a tweet. Before we get into um, the subject of that argument, because I do want to touch on that as well, the the what the president said and how people are trying to, I think, not correctly put that with affirmative action, though. Are we getting to a place, do you think, where instead of forgiveness for the individual or uh, at least accepting an apology, part of the problem here is every time one of these things happens, it's no longer really about the individual at all. It's just everything else converges upon that point. And then we kind of lose what the act, whatever the actual deed was and the person involved, because now it's become this thing that everybody has to get involved in. Yeah, it's definitely evolved into a culture war. And I just think that's how people from the other side of the aisle for both sides, um, when somebody says something remotely controversial, they read it in the worst light instead of reading it in the best light and giving them the benefit of the doubt. Then we read it in the worst light then you can bring in all these other extra culture war elements that we see. So it's become definitely a very politicized process. Yeah. And let's deal with the merits. Now we're talking about Travis next. Um, I disagree with his argument. I'll lay out mine. You tell me what you think. Uh, I understand the way the president worded this is not a healthy way to explain it, but uh, president Trump has promised for a woman. President Reagan promised for a woman. There would be an argument here if there were not qualified black women for the Supreme Court. We do seem to have quite a few that are qualified for the Supreme Court. Is this a terminology problem or is it a philosophical problem? Well, it basically, so when we look at Biden's shortlist right now, we have a bunch of district court just, uh, judges and Justice Kruger on the California Supreme Court. I think Justice Kruger is the most qualified of the judges. I think there is potentially a problem that needs to be really um, hammered out in the Senate if Biden does nominate a district court judge, because being a district court judge, you're running trials, you're admitting evidence. That's a lot different than interpreting the Constitution. That's something appellate justices do and appellate judges do, but it's not something that district court judges do a lot. Um, so I think there is a potentially a merits problem, uh, but we'll see who Biden nominates and uh, what comes out during the Senate confirmation hearings. And part of the pushback on that will be like uh, an Elena Kagan, who did not have a, a heavy appellate background. Also, people will say, is it not good to have some variety on the Supreme Court? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I Kagan it has surprised me significantly. I think she's the best liberal judge. She definitely has a has a textualist kind of style of interpretation, even though I don't think she does it correctly all the time. But uh, she, Elena Kagan has definitely surprised me on the Supreme Court. And if we want other types of backgrounds um, on the Supreme Court, that's up to each individual senator. I think that we need to nominate judges who the senators and American people know kind of their uh, judicial philosophies. It's really hard to have a set judicial philosophy, a public judicial philosophy on the district courts when that's not what you're doing day to day. 
what would be a good uh, diversity of thought, not so much the race, but the diversity of thought on the court? Because we've talked about nominee, they come from the Ivy League schools until, of course, uh, Amy Comey Barrett came outside of that system. People have talked about that. But what else would be important there experience wise, lifestyle wise, things like this? Well, I think like in terms of like judicial philosophies, we're losing Justice Breyer, who was a really big academic in pushing back on orig- Justice Scalia's originalism. And he used a pragmatic pr- approach that looked at the consequences of the law, essentially. And that's nothing that really any other justice on the court really does right now. So I think it would be really good to have that type of pragmatic approach back on the court with a really strong intellectual force that the court is losing with Justice Breyer's retirement. Another thing I want to bring up, we're talking to Travis Nix. Uh, he's a student at Georgetown Law, so he's a perfect person to talk about this situation with. This is going to be a liberal for liberal justice. This isn't going to change the makeup of the court. For the good of the country, don't we want the brightest uh, possible progressive or liberal justice mind on the court to hash out these issues with the conservative minds that are on the court? Isn't that a healthy way to have the Supreme Court in this partisan era that we're in? Oh, definitely, for sure. Um I think we need a really strong liberal intellectual force on the court, which is what we're losing again in Justice Breyer. And bring it back to the Shapiro thing, he said that the most qualified judge would be the chief judge on the D.C. appeals court, who is an intellectual force. He's really smart and a really brilliant jurist. Who do you think is going to wind up being the nominee? You know more about this list. I know we've seen the list. We know it's going to be a uh, woman of color because there's just no way he's going to be able to walk that back despite these controversies. I know you already said the one you think is the most qualified. What way do you think he's going to go? Because I'm sure you know, you're know you a law student, so y'all just eat this kind of stuff up. This is big doings when he gets Supreme Court justice. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, like I said, I, I really want it to be... Uh... Justice Kruger on the California Appeals or Supreme Court. She's uh, done a lot of, she's a pretty moderate just judge on the California Supreme Court. She's done some taxpayer rights stuff. Like she tried to uh, strike down a couple um, taxes in California, which is, which are very interesting decisions. I'm not sure that President Biden's going to go with her, even though I would like it. It seems that uh, District Court Judge uh, Michelle Childs from South Carolina is really picking up momentum because um, she would definitely get a lot of Republican votes. Lindsey Graham and Tim Scott would both vote for her, and they could definitely convince some other Republicans to. So both those senators are really trying to get Biden to nominate her. So she's uh, another one to look out for. All right. And just to wind up back where we started with our buddy, Travis Nix, appreciate him coming on short notice to talk about Georgetown, which is where he's at. Uh, Where does this end up with uh, Professor Shapiro? Do they wait for it to die down and bring him back quietly? Uh, Does he even want to come back? Is this going to get worse before it gets better? Or is this going to start tapering off? You're on the ground. You've got the pulse of your, you know, your fellow student body. What do you think is going to happen going forward with that situation? Well, if I were him, I wouldn't want to come back with the way the administration, other students, and his faculty, his soon-to-be colleagues, have treated him. But he's he says that he wants to stay, so if he wants to stay, I will more than welcome him to Georgetown Law. Um, as far as it goes, he's on administrative leave right now. I don't really know anybody who survives administrative leave in academia. It's kind of a death sentence, but Georgetown Law is actually contracted out this whole investigation that they're doing, whether he 
violated our discrimination policies at Georgetown to uh, Wilmer Hale, which is a DC law firm. It's it seems like Georgetown law, they're saying we're going to let Wilmer Hale do, deal with it and whatever they say is what they're going to follow. But there's really nothing to investigate. We have the tweets. We all know what he meant to say and he apologized for him. So I don't know why we're having this, why my tuition dollars are going to this investigation paying these DC lawyers a lot of money to investigate essentially nothing. So I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think the administration is going to go with whatever this law firm says. Yeah. And I didn't go to Georgetown, but I'll tell you why they did it. It's called, we're going to pass the accountability off on them and make them the bad guy when the decision comes down. Uh, Travis next, we always appreciate your time, buddy. Uh, thanks for doing this on short notice and getting on a hot topic issue that can be a little squirmy because you live there. You got to deal with this, not just online, but every day. Let folks know where they can follow you and uh, keep up with what's going on with you, my friend. Yeah. Easiest ways on Twitter at TNix113. Thanks so much for having me again. Yeah. He's another one of those young voices, folks. We'd love to have on. Always appreciate him. Uh, we'll get back to talking taxes or something more fun next time, buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right, sir. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.